0: You're listening to the St. Mark's Podcast for June 12, 2022, the first Sunday after Pentecost, Trinity Sunday. Today's sermon was given by the Reverend Peter Walsh. It's based on John chapter 16, verses 12 through 15. Well, good morning again to all of you. I'm so pleased that you're here and that you're streaming here today. Also, as I mentioned at the outset, uh, this is the only Sunday in our in our liturgical calendar, that is dedicated to a theological doctrine, to a theological idea, and often on this day there are very highfalutin sermons about the being of God, the Trinitarian life of God, one and three and three and one about the ultimate reality, and much of that is discussed in the podcast uh, that we sent out earlier this week. But today I'd like to do something different. Today I'd like to have a A lowfalutin commentary on the life of the Trinity as it is in our communal and to some degree in our personal lives. I want to uh, begin with the Reredos behind me. Uh, This was the brilliant movement of Grant Morrill of Morrill Hall, the the rector, longtime rector of the church, when the church moved up the hill to this location. And Grant had been in charge of. theological education, Christian formation for the Episcopal Church before he came to his calling here at St. Mark's. And part of what the reredos is, is to visually teach us about the truths of our faith. And just to say that embedded in the reredos is the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the Trinitarian life of God. And you can see it if uh, over my shoulder, the uh, God, God the Father, God the Creator—that is the hand of God that you can see in the upper right side, and that horn of plenty that comes down—that is the seven days of creation, which ends up with that enigmatic, almost apple-like figure at the bottom: Adam and Eve, or man and woman, depending on your creation story. And that God the Father, as inspirer of the Hebrew Scriptures, is what is in this lower portion of the reredos behind me. The second movement, of course, of the Trinity uh, of God the Son, that is the center part of the reredos, and uh, it depicts St. Mark's Gospel. And so you can see at the bottom of that piece there, that is the baptism, Jesus' baptism with John in the Jordan River. And in Mark's Gospel, that's how it begins, Jesus moves immediately to calling, to calling followers, and the figures above the baptism are the 12 disciples, the 12 apostles, and then there is a ring of miracles and teachings and on into Holy Week, and, and then of course at the center of it all, uh, the redemption of the people of God through the cross of Christ. And so we have the two, two parts, so to speak, two, two gods, of, of, uh, two manifestations of the Trinity. And the third is God, the Holy Spirit, which is in the top right corner, right for you. And there you can see uh, in the central piece, that is the Holy Spirit coming upon the disciples. In the upper room, those little figures above that gathering, those are the flames of the Spirit That descended upon the disciples which uh, we all celebrated in the Feast of the Pentecost last Sunday and of course that is what created the Jesus movement now we have this Trinitarian life of the triune Godhead and uh, I just want to begin by pointing out that it is different than other religions and it is different than other spiritualities there are religious spiritualities for, for our Jewish brethren and sisterin, and for our mother, Muslim brothers and sisters, very strict monotheists and have their, their own path. And then, of course, uh, our Hindu brothers and sisters who have a polytheistic understanding of, of the divine. And in our world, there are also many spiritualities that are non-theistic, spiritualities that are not based in God. As we know, 23% of Americans, when asked the question, what is your religious tradition, choose, check the box, none, and o-n-e. And many of these people have a secular spirituality. And when people often say to me, you know, I'm spiritual and not religious, which I commented earlier, this is why I don't wear my collar on the airplane. I have to hear about people's spiritual lives when I just <laughs> wanna be by myself, right? I, I just wanna have time to, to study or pray or to fall asleep. Uh, and, and I always want to say, but of course, right? We all have spiritual lives, we all have spirits, we all have souls. And if you're not religious, that is simply to say that you do not participate in, in a religion. Religion is a group response to God, that's the definition of religion. And many of these secular spiritualities have as their goal to plumb the depths of the individual's inner being. Uh, that sort of silent absorption in the self so that one might find things. Now, I just want to say that that's a wonderful, but that's not what we're doing here. That is not what, that's not the purpose of Christian spirituality. Uh, The purpose of the Christian spiritual life is not to plumb the inner depths of your being, but it is to have an encounter with the living Christ. That is the purpose of what we're about both personally and communally as a church. The, the Holy Spirit, which I mentioned, uh, uh, creating the Jesus movement, remember the Spirit blew into the upper room like a wind but not a wind, with fire that's not fire. These manifestations of the Spirit literally drove the people in the upper room into the street, speaking in tongues, and that is the, the Spirit, the Jesus movement, which we call the church, uh, uh, moves out into the world in this movement. And uh, if you've been following the podcast, you've been listening to the three of us talk about uh, what is, what is the, who is the Holy Spirit and what are the manifestations of the Spirit mean? What is Jesus trying to teach us about, uh, about the Holy Spirit? And as we come to understand this spirit, this spirit of our spiritual lives, this is the spirit of our spiritual lives, that it is the purpose of this spirit to impel and compel us and to push us toward the living Christ. The manifestation of Christ as he was in his personhood in real time, and the manifestation of the living Christ as he is in his resurrected being which is available to all. And the Spirit pushes us toward the living Christ. And a church, we as the people, when the Spirit pushes upon us in community, it is to call upon us and our lives to live in response to Jesus. That's what we're doing. We are all seeking individually and communally to live in response to Jesus. Uh, It might sound like it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway, that St. Mark's is a spiritual community. We're a spiritual community that have hard things, right? We have buildings, we have lawns, we have all sorts of things. But we are a community of people gathered in the Spirit, the living Spirit of God, this living Christ in the power of the Spirit. Now, I want you to think a bit about Jesus and what it would have been like for you to live two thousand years ago and to have Jesus walk by you, perhaps you're on the, you know the, the, the banks of the Jordan River and Jesus is there, maybe you're a follower of John the Baptist, uh, and you can see in your mind's eye that Jesus is different than Moses and he is different than Muhammad and he is different than Buddha. Uh, he is different than Krishna, and, and, and what Jesus was in his humanity was uh, a man who confronted people, who invited people. I mean, sometimes he confronted people to say, you know, it's sort of like, hey dude, you're way out of line. You don't know it, but I'm just going to tell you that. Uh, and other times, you know, you hear his invitation, follow me, come and see. And what Jesus is doing when he, when he gathers people to him, which is, as I said, right there on our reredos, he gathers people to him so that in him and through him, they might be in relationship with the, with the divine that Jesus calls Abba, the divine being that Jesus calls father we call father so we are invited into Jesus's relationship with the father and we are told in particularly John's gospel that as Jesus says over and over and over the father and I are one right we hear that over I'm in the father and the father's in me and we are invited into that relationship But he then goes on to say I'm in the father and you are in me and I'm in you Okay, so now we've now we got the Russian doll of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and us, that we're all, in some sense, mutually indwelling. And we are invited into Jesus' spiritual life in ways that we might just miss it. But, it, but the key, the, I mean, the number one prayer is Jesus' prayer. Our Father who art in heaven. So when Jesus says, Abba, that's Jesus' relationship. And he says, you as my friends, as my people, I want you to share in the ness here. I want you to share in a relationship with God the Father as the, un- the, the, the creator, the, the, the power behind all things, not as a towering, petrifying power, but as an intimate power of life and love and light. I want to invite you into that. That's what Jesus is saying to us in the simple, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Praise be thy name. And this praise of the Father, we're we're soon to hear when Reverend Elizabeth launches into the Eucharistic prayer. uh, Listen that the prayer is, uh, is addressed to the Father in heaven as we gather around the table, as Jesus gathered around the table. And with us, we find ourselves in that place that mystics always talk about, but we hardly ever talk about, which is that God is imminently present with us, more present with us most often than we are to ourselves. And yet, that theological idea of imminence has as an equal truth God's transcendence, that God is also above and beyond in a different way realm than we are too and so we can have we can have this movement of of God within us praying so we hear this in the letter to Romans this is what Paul is trying to Paul is trying to explain to us that we are we are we are praying Jesus's spiritual life remember when he says we do not know how to pray but we we pray with sighs too deep for words this is the Spirit of God praying within us and and crying out Abba Father And so this is going on in your soul all the time because the spirit prays when we're just too distracted. We just don't know, but it doesn't mean that the divine is not connecting us to the divine in our prayer life. And so when you pray, you're simply joining into a stream that's already happening. When you meditate, and you might wonder what the heck you're doing there in silence, you know, not silent in your head, all you're doing is is centering yourself to be caught in the stream that in some sense happens from divinity within to divinity without. You're just aligning yourself with divinity. So as a community, the mission that we have is a Jesus mission. That's what we're doing. We're a Jesus community, and that's what our business is. And we begin our, our mission statement on our dismissal to go and make disciples. So that is the so-called Great Commission. It's in all the Gospels. It's in the Acts of the Apostles. And uh, Jesus tells us to go and make followers of him because that's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus did. Jesus immediately began to collect followers, and then he didn't collect them. They just followed him. And so we are following in Jesus' footsteps. And what are we doing in Jesus' footsteps? But we say, go make disciples who live. This is about living who live a deeper life in Christ. And so what do we mean by that? We exist as a community to help common people like us to know that God is real. And not only is God real, but that you can be in relationship with that God. You know, in the top of the Sistine Chapel, The two fingers here, it's just an incredible, Adam and God the Father coming through the sky. It's mesmerizing, right, if you've ever been there and stared upward until your neck hurts. And our purpose, actually, is to get the fingers to touch. That's what we, that's bold. We as a community say, we're going to come together and we are going to try to get the Spirit to touch us so that we know that God is real, that the living Christ is real, that we have an encounter with this. Now, in a little while, we're going to celebrate the Inspired by Love campaign. And uh, in that process, many of you were able to visit with, with, with people in the congregation, and I was able to visit with many of you. And I just wish that you could all hear every conversation I had, because there was shocking, shocking things said, shocking about people talking about, about God in their lives. This is completely real. This is not a like, oh, man, you know, you know, kind of it's out there. It's not out there. It's right here. It's right in our pews. And we don't even, we don't, you know, we dress up we come to church. And, and not everybody knows the truth of what Jesus says when he quotes the Hebrew Scriptures and says, out of the believer's heart shall flow streams of living water in the desert world that we live in so many of us live next to that stream of living water and drink from it in order to go forward day by day and then we say uh, that we are to have a more holy communion with one another and that is right out of what jesus is talking about we say that we are a new commandment community we act this out on Monday, thursday evening with the Uh, when mondata mondi the new commandment which is to love one another as i have loved you by this people will know you are my disciples and and in this what jesus is trying to teach his followers then and now is that we are to have a jesus love for each other and this is the extraordinary charism of our parish which is this love for one another that we have. We take anybody who walks in the door, and this love for one another is so profound. I mean, I, this, is one of the, this is shocking in its profundity. I mean, today we are, we are going to baptize Una, yay! Uh, at the confirmation, Una's sitting over here and bring her into the body. We are, we're going to bury uh, uh, Ariella Azucina Celis Bonilla, uh, a, a baby that was born dead and we're going to bury her and honor her in our common this is a community that is there for people when they need it and it in the inspired by love conversations it was shocking to hear about the power of our church community this is not just a no- bunch of frozen chosen people you are so alive in the spirit there are people that say I want to move out of New Canaan because of the tax structure of Connecticut, but I can't leave. I learned a lot about taxes in the Inspired by Love campaign. Uh, I also learned a lot about God, and I learned a lot about the parish. I learned about love. That was the witness to love, that this is powerful. And when I went to the flamingo flock, Uh, I love that term that Elizabeth has given us. I discovered that the love extends way beyond our borders. Some of those people streaming with us today, the church is alive and powerful to them. I received an email about a month ago from Johanna Kelman, who was a member here, and she said, I would like to give money because I'm following the podcast and I'm following the church. I go to church in Florida, but I don't feel the love. I don't feel the power. And the church is answering the questions I have. And I wrote her back this email and she called Laura and had a conversation and then I didn't hear and found out shockingly that she had died. This is such a tragic death at 66, just uh, out of the blue and we're going to have her funeral here. That the, the community of love extends beyond the borders of 06840 and then we say that well, we we have a greater love for the world uh, back to Maundy Thursday, Jesus came and he said, I, I, I come among you as one who serves. He is the king who serves. And we seek to serve beyond our community, too. And uh, it's manifested primarily in the individual lives of the 1,600 members of our parish and the things they do. But it's also manifested in the group of us, right? The Gospel Garden and the the feeding of the people, literally feeding of the people who come to us. By Mayfair, our outreach grants, and I'm just going to rattle quickly so you have some sense of the outreach grants that we give to the American Friends of the Episcopal Diocese of Jerusalem, Future Five, Get About, The Gospel Garden, The Green Village Initiative, Inspirica, In Tempo, Laundry Love, Meals on Wheels, The New Canaan Parent Support Group, Open Door Shelter, Pivot Ministries, and the ABC House. In addition, we have discretionary funds that we give away to people in need. The other day, uh, Laura walked into my office, gave me an envelope, and in it there was a $5,000 check for the discretionary fund. Somebody who said, in thanksgiving for the way the church was here, uh, for me, I would like to give this money so the church can be there for somebody else. These, are, this, these monies are given to people who have dire need, and they have nowhere to turn, and they turn to us. And the Samaritan ministry and all that the Samaritans do quietly for so many, and Kathy, since you're seated here today, Kathy pites $5,000 for the Ukraine. I mean, Kathy just steps out in the spirit and puts out a little dish, and $5,000 later, uh, she's going to send a, a mango check to Episcopal Relief and Development. All of this is to say the witness of the Inspired by Love campaign pointed toward this over and over and over. The trinity of God, the, 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 the life of the divine is a life of movement. It's not, the divine is not static and is a flow, a, a kenosis, an outpouring of divine love, and we are caught up in that kenosis, that outpouring of divine love. That's how, we are, that's how it touches us and we are about to talk about money, and some people will say, oh, I hate it when you talk about money. That's crazy. Jesus talked about money all the time. St. Paul's epistles have Paul raising money. Money is energy, and we use this energy for Jesus. I, it, there's, I can't imagine a more beautiful way to use your money, to, to use these resources for love. And that is exactly what we're doing. We are, are, as a Jesus community, staying in touch with the Spirit, moving with the Spirit, adjusting with the Spirit, and seeking to provide those in need in the Spirit. It is shockingly beautiful to live in, in communion with this Father and this Son and this Holy Spirit.